coming up on this week's episode of the YLP Podcast, episode 318 to be exact. Of course, y'all know it's all about the news of the week, all the news that's fit for yours truly to talk about. What are you getting into today? I mean, we got the news of Mustafa Ali asking for a release from the WWE. And unfortunately for Mustafa, it was denied. We'll get into that. We also have news on, well, how do I say this nicely without being mean in the opening of this show? Volter is no longer Volter. He is now someone else. We'll discuss that as well, as well as news on, of course, WWE saying they are going to be giving up on Finn Balor. We're going to be discussing that, all that, and more. And yes, I brought a, my good friend back for this week's episode. Who you ask? You'll have to stay tuned and find out because y'all know what time it is. Y'all know exactly what day it is. It is Saturday, January 22nd, 2022. And I think there is no better way to kick off the weekend in proper YLP fashion than with a brand new episode of News of the Week. And uh, it's been a while since I've done this and it feels pretty good to start because This is episode 318 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. Guys, back from the Wrestling Religious Podcast here. Welcome to episode 318 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this wonderful Saturday. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. As always, I'm greatly and truly appreciated. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday. January 22nd, 2022, one week before the Royal Rumble. And of course, y'all know what time it is. It's time for News of the Week, the show. That's about everything that's fit for me to talk about in the world of professional wrestling news. Of course, we'll get on to all the other particulars at the end of today's episode because, again, I have brought a good friend with me along for this excursion. Last week, you enjoyed him. This week, he is back. A little bit longer segment, hopefully. My man, the one and only, my boy from the Wrestling Issues podcast, Nick Doolin. What's happening, brother? The man, the myth, the beard. <laughs> he has a hell of a beard, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously, this guy's got a hell of a beard. I'm, uh, I'm good today, man. How are you? I am a lot better. Um, actually, uh, I have to tell you this, but last week I actually fell down with a little bit of a sickness. Um, stupid me walked outside in 56 degree weather in shorts and in hoodie, and I just decided it was a great day to just get sick. So I felt like crap for the entire week. I'm actually feeling damn good uh, right now, much better. So I'm in good spirits. Hi, that's normal Chicago weather. That's what we do around here. Yeah, that is true. I, even when I was out there a couple years ago, it was like that. So I was like, all right, cool, yeah, it works. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's as long as it's not freezing. Hoodie and shorts is all we need. That's the move. Oh, here's the here's the question though, Zach. Oh boy. Uh, 
hold on. I got I got my co-host wilding out over here. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, my love. Which uh Go ahead. Where do you want to start today? Oh, where do I want to start? I got some I had a couple of ideas. I got some post-it notes I'm looking at already. Three and oh, you got post-it notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got post-it notes for this one. Okay. Insp- uh, idea, of course, by uh, Miss YLP. Credit to her, of course. But uh, I actually want to keep it. I want to start light, and then we build it up because I don't just want to go in all willy-nilly and just you know gas out in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Well, absolutely not. I'm a, I'm a steady pace to start up. So yeah. I'm, you want to you want to go at a medium pace for a while. A little bit of a medium pace, you know, keep conserve the energy a little bit. So, I have a suggestion. I'll go for the suggestion, and we'll see what we can start with that. Um, apparently, somebody's been working on an expired contract for AEW. Ah, yes, the one and only Mister Cody Rhodes. Yeah, we can start there because that kind of surprised me a little bit when I heard about that. I'm like, why is he a free agent in his own company? Uh, he's talent free agent, from what I understood. Talent free agent. Obviously, he's under a contract as you know, whatever his his title is in the company. But he's also on contract as a performer as well. Hmm. Hmm. Double dipping a little there, huh? I believe so. Because that kind of threw me a little. When I saw the news, it was like he's a free agent. I'm like, wait, why is he a free agent in AEW? Like, how does that make any like a sense to me? Does it make sense now that he doesn't have he doesn't have a talent contract anymore, but yet mm-hmm. he still put himself in a situation where he became the TNT champion right before his contract expired. Uh, yeah, there it is. The silence says it all. Ugh. I don't even know how to respond to that. What like, I don't I just don't seem to understand it, which is you kind of pompous. Son of a bitch. How do you have a contract as a talent and as the head of a company? Yeah. I mean, because I'm looking at it right now. He's apparently, according to WrestlingInc.com, is not reportedly not under an executive vice president contract, but he's still, like you said, under performer contract, which means that even just throws me through even more of a loop. Right. So it's opposite of what I thought it was. See, I thought it was the talent contract that had expired. So yeah, he's still under con- he's still under performer, but he's not the executive vice president anymore. Correct. Well, who's the executive vice president then? Well, isn't it like there like seventeen of them? Well, I mean, you said it, not me, sir. You said it, not me. I'll say you it. You know, you know where I stood on that when they started the company, and I said so. We're going to let everybody everybody that's a buddy in this group just go ahead and take a spot on the management team? I mean, you got guys that have no business running a wrestling company doing stuff over there. Mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels. Um, he's still management? Yeah. Oh, I did not yeah, know he's, that. Yeah, talent relations or something. Like, I think he uh, had, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a management position for a guy that – I, I mean, I mean, current reign and defending the five champion. Well, why inter- though? Interim, interim. Because um, their main guy, I think the top guy has no injury right now. He won the interim title. Okay. I mean, uh, you you didn't have a better choice. I'm I mean, sure there were. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Christopher Daniels is 
15 years past his his expiration date now. What is he, like 51? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, he's a, he started out here in Chicago with Windy City Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Or as it became because, you know, World Class put a lawsuit against him right towards the end of their reign when the USWA took him over. Uh, they mm-hmm. became known as Windy City Pro Wrestling. They were the they they had the the Windy City Championship Wrestling and WCCW was already in use, so they had to change that up a little bit. Oh, okay, that makes sense. They couldn't use, and they wanted to just go Windy City Wrestling, right? Obviously, they couldn't do that. I just, I mean, there's a for those of you that don't know, look up Windy City Championship Wrestling out of Chicago. It has a rich history of training guys and guys coming through their doors there. Greg the Hammer Valentine was a was a trainer and a champion there at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a guy that owned the company that was a AWA tag team champion back in the day. Uh, there's, I mean, Christopher Daniels was trained out of there. AJ Styles went through there for a for a minute, you know, when he was touring around the indie circuit. Uh, you had a bis- yeah company. I'm telling you, pretty much. What's that? So basically, like your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler came through when he just yeah, yeah, pretty much. Guys that you know, guys that knew the business, guys that were really good. I mean, Paul Heyman had a stint there, really. The yeah, which is which makes it even funnier that knowing that a gimmick was in use there, Paul Heyman snagged that. You learn thing. You learn new things every day. Even I didn't know yeah. that. Paul Heyman was there, and at the time Paul Heyman was there, this is one of the longest running. I mean, it was a local gimmick, so of course it can run longer because you just keep moving, new, you know, new guys into the roles. They right. had a they had a tough guy Southside Chicago biker gimmick going uh, by the name of the Manson Brothers, which they have a fantastic horror movie out there. If you're a horror movie fan, uh, just Google Manson Brothers horror movie, and it'll come up, and it is ridiculous it is a great watch though when you've got nothing else to do um but anyway the manson family uh the biker gang they ran a gimmick for a long long time and in the late 90s 2001 ish uh was the time that i took notice of it because Mm -hmm. i have a i had a friend that was part of the gimmick at the time and well nice you know, um, we went and watched him. I heckled him. I pissed off his opponents more than I pissed him off. Because um, <laughs> he knew he knew it was part of the show. Um, but the back of the T-shirt from the late 90s to like 02-ish, right. 03-ish, um, read, here comes the pain. Oh. Sounds similar to somebody else's old, old <laughs> little catchphrase, doesn't it? The things hmm. you learn here on the YLP podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, seriously, this is what you come here for. This is why I'm here. Well, I'm yeah. a, f- a fucking fountain of useless information, Zach. And I'm, and that's why I actually fuck with you. That's one of the biggest reasons I fuck with you, because useless information sometimes can be used in a proper context like we are here at the YLP podcast. But again, um, you've, yeah. got guys that have, you've got guys that have been out of the company and, and around, I mean, if you remember correctly... Mm-hmm. The late '90s, when they did the, I believe it was the light heavyweight tournament. Ah, uh, yes. Christopher Daniels was a member of the WWF's light heavyweight tournament at that point. What? Was he? Yes, he was. 
Ah. Yes, he was. That was actually an interesting tournament. To yeah. Say the yeah. Come back and look. He was there. The Fallen Angel right. was now, there. Now, real quick, I actually, I'm, I'm looking at the article here. I'm seeing a quote that uh, back in December that Rose had said, uh, regard, talking about his future with AEW, saying, quote, as of now, my future is with AEW. AEW would be very strange without the core members of the revolution. We, talking about the EVPs, all still talk. We all have this admiration for each other. I can't see myself anywhere else, and I'm very optimistic about what the future holds. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It almost sounds like he's politicking to get back into Vince's good graces. I mean, but you did see the report on, uh, you know, that Forbidden Door thing, talking about Cody Rhodes not, you know, not going over to the Royal Rumble. I did see that. And speaking of that, I sent you, I, I believe I sent you a screenshot of something that made me laugh there. Uh-huh. Would you, uh, would you because, mind talking what you said? Uh, Dave Meltzer. Uh-huh. Big Dave, Big Diamond Dave reported Cody will not be on Dynamite tomorrow night and he will not be in the Royal Rumble, nor will Moxley. Okay. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, and one of my favorites, player, coach, you know, the man, the myth, the best in the world comments working on my calendar. Am I in the rumble? Question mark. <laughs> if that's not high level trolling, I don't know what is. Uh, you don't troll any better than that guy. Seriously. You don't troll any better than Phil Brooks. No way. You're going to see. And, and if anybody's trying to start a rumor with the CM Punk shit again, don't start it. Do not. Yeah, he ain't going anywhere. Well, A, he ain't going anywhere. But B, they won't have him back. Of course not. We all know what happened. Mm-hmm. We and we're all, you know, all these guys that said maybe he was a crybaby and maybe he, you know, didn't go about things the right way. Well, uh-huh. you got to look now at everything going on there and, and go, man, maybe he did go about things in an okay way. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe like, maybe that- he went about things the way they needed to be gone about because there was no other way to go about those things when mm-hmm. people up at the top aren't willing to listen and take suggestions. Kind of, kind of sounds familiar that they're still doing that now. Killing, they're killing me with with this stuff. Like, I mean, there's there's no way you're going to see Cody in the Rumble. There's no way we're seeing John Moxley in the Rumble when he just came back to AEW this past week, and you're not seeing CM Punk in the Rumble. We're, it's just dead that right now, a right. week before. Come on. Look, I is there anybody on that roster that you could think of that might be a surprise? No. No. I don't see that happening. And you know what I do see happening, though? Is I could see, I could see Moose showing up. I mean, I could have wanted to see Walter in the damn Rumble, but you know, yeah, things have yeah. things have. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get well, to that you, a little bit. You may still get to see Gunther though. I'm, mm, don't know. That did not take them long to switch that <sighs> name to Gunther. So you want to just get into? I want to just get into it right now. I can wait on talking about John Moxley. You want to? You want to? You want to jump into Gunther? I'm, I'm jump fucking. I'm I'm taking the damn uh post so, off. So out of nowhere, by the way, let's just go ahead and get that out of, out of the way before we do anything else. Out of nowhere, they decide to give this guy a gimmick change. Nick, I, okay. So basically, we all knew Walter was coming, leaving NXT UK, right? Yes. In, now my thought was, 
she, this is how I thought about it in my in my wonderful tinfoil hat world of professional wrestling thoughts. Um, let, let me list. <laughs> so my thought was NXT and NXT UK were kind of like like the AAA ball club. You bring them up to the main roster. And at least in my common sense brain, that's how I thought of it. I, uh, they, I think they see I think they see NXT UK as more of like the double or single A. And that's where and I found that out this past Tuesday. So Walter then goes into NXT, has what I, from what at least I heard, I haven't seen it yet, a banger with a match with uh, Roderick Strong. Which Fantastic. Was, which was match of the night because it's two, like, black and gold era guys doing work. It's match uh, of the year for NXT 2.0. Already? Um, it's match of the year for NXT 2.0. Okay. From, from NXT, okay. Um, I don't see them doing anything else from here on out this year. That's going to top not. that one. So, Walter gets the victory over Roderick Strong after a banger. Announcer comes out saying, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match is Walter. He grabs the mic and says, nine. The name is Gunther. 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 Which, by the way, the name that they wanted to use was Gunther they, Stark. Uh-huh. And if you Google that, what you if you see, have Google, yeah. Well, who doesn't have Google? Obviously, obviously, whoever's working on names over there at, at whatever you want to call that place now. I don't even know what to call it. I, is it is it still Titan Towers or have they have they gone I, away with, I, with? Your guess would be as good as mine at that, but we keep going. Anyway, um, if you Google that, what pops up, Zach? I believe. It is the um, the name of a uh, former uh, Nazi uh, U-boat commander um, from the military. Actually, that was sunk. Mistaken. That was sunk in the English Channel in 1944. WWE, seriously, what 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 are we doing? Way to drop the ball, Walt Disney. Oh, I forgot Disney owns that. <laughs> I well, mean, they own Fox, but yeah, pretty much. I mean, Gunther Stark is what we were going to use for Volter in NXT. But after they noticed all of the shit popping up online backlash. about it, they backed the off of that and they went ahead and just shortened it as they like to do to one one word names. You know, because you've got Ma- you got Madonna and you got Cher and you got Prince running around over there. Mm. Jesus Christ! I, nobody's that special that they only need to have one name except for Prince. Yeah, hell, he had a lo- he had a symbol. What do you mean? I, yeah, the man had a symbol. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> let's, I, we all know everybody has a last name. Let's just give them a last name. Why do we have to shorten it to one word? I mean, when it's just Volter, it, it, it's been synonymous with him for so long. You know, of course, he's had other names, you know, Big Daddy Volter, Big Van Volter, all that, you know, when he was in the Indies back over in Germany and Europe and doing this damn thing over there, and then Volter just stuck. Now, you're bringing him over to NXT 2.0, and unfortunately, the proverbial axe comes down on his name. Like, to me. To me is in it, my why why break something when you don't need to fix it? Ah, there's the there it is, Zach. Why fuck Seriously. it up if you ain't gotta fuck it up? You don't uh, have to. You know why? Tell me why. 
because Walter's not theirs. Mm-hmm. There it is. Everybody has to have their own special name. Hence the reason they made Keith Lee Bearcat. Uh, that was just unbearable. The reason that they that made was, Cross, uh, Carrion Cross, instead of just leaving him as Cross. Why? Because I think he already had he already had the trademark on that. True. So Keith Lee jumped on it when he thought when he knew they were about to do it and got his. So that's why they can't use Keith Lee without paying him. So mm-hmm. now, because how dare you go by your real name and we not be able to make money off of that after you're gone, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and drop that one in there because what have they been doing? What, what did I send you a couple weeks ago? Uh, believe, I believe you sent me some uh, I sent you the, the tweet. It was the tweet about somebody, about that somebody said, uh, I don't know if it was Bray's real account or if it was somebody running the account, but they made a comment about not using him for a profit anymore since he no longer works there. Uh-huh. And that's the truth. You have, they have been profiting off of likenesses for so long and not paying anybody. How the hell did college football get that one through when you can't even get a union in professional wrestling that helps these guys out? Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Right? You got a couple of students that just go out on their own and go do this shit and they get it done to where they're getting money now. But you can't get shit together for wrestlers to unionize and get their own likenesses paid for? Something's wrong. Something's very wrong. Very Very wrong. It's it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. It's not at all. But uh, it goes back to the, you know, dumping how many employees in the past year and then spouting off how they've had the best, how they've had the best year for money that they've had in a long time. They're making money this time, you know? Well, yeah, because you just dumped half of a roster. It's a a literal shame. When you look at, when you look at the grand scheme of things and you're just looking at how NXT 2.0 is right now and you have one of, honestly, who I personally thought, and I actually wrote an article about this going written, uh, written in word.wordpress.com if you want to check out that article real quick, about who I thought would be the man to take down Rome. I wasn't thinking about Brock. I wasn't thinking about Bobby. I wasn't thinking about Drew or Seth or Kevin or Shinsuke. None of them. One man, in my mind, was the only man that was believable enough to beat Roman Reigns, and you renamed this motherfucker Gunter. This motherfucker man, it might as well have been the long-lost cousin of Gaston from Beauty of the Beast. Hey, don't speak too soon. Don't tell me what a good time. I already know I'm putting the juju in the air. I don't care. They might still put him in those bad pants and have him come out with a weird little tie on and... The next, the next, the the next logical progression in this is to dress him like one of the goddamn Van Trap kids from Sound of Music. <laughs> oh, I mean, were, I'm not surprised about that. I mean, people were saying like he was gonna wear like a like a, like a commander uniform or some shit and come out with Imperium with you know like actual like military uniforms. And I thought I literally thought about that for two seconds. And I'm thinking WWE would do that. They would. Sergeant Slaughter. 
Yeah. All that, uh, that gimmick. You know what's gimmick. What, what was the uh, Adnan Mustafa is what they renamed the Iron Sheik. <sighs> we're, we're going back to the 80s. We're going right well, back to the 80s. Well, you go to the 80s, then you jump to the 90s, and you got I, uh, early 90s. Why did you rename a guy that everybody already knew? Yeah. Hmm. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And by the way, I see we're coming back around where it looks like everybody's going to start having jobs again. So why wouldn't they dress him like that? And, you know, they're, they're probably going to roll Ciampa out there in a goddamn Italian <laughs> chef hat and, you know, give him a pizza gimmick. Ciampa, Ciampa pepperoni. <laughs> oh, God. Like I mean, I mean, even even when I because I said I did both predictions last week, and I already and one of the predictions was, um, I actually made a prediction saying Triple H would be released in, in 2022 because you're pretty much getting rid of everything that's black and gold, everything, every single thing that's black and gold. You're getting rid of all the guys that made NXT version original version the best it was and the best brand in the company. You might as well just get Triple H out of there. Seriously. Well, and that that's an interesting comment, too, because where does that leave Stephanie at that point? Mm-hmm. Because I, because I don't think for one second they're going to have Triple H run the company when Vince McMahon goes. No. No Vince way. Is, Vince is bringing somebody in to do that role, and I think that's, I think that's Nick Khan. I'm thinking, this, I'm thinking Nick Khan. Nick Khan, Nick Khan is the guy. This is the guy that Vince is appointing personally to do it, which I don't understand because you've had Hunter in place for how long now? You've Too groomed, long. You've groomed both of your children to do it, yeah. and now all of a sudden you want to pull off of that? <laughs> and all, because, all because he lost the so-called proverbial Wednesday night war with AEW that night. You didn't lose the war. Sarcasm. You didn't lose the war. Here's the problem. Ladies and gentlemen. Here's the problem. You took NXT off the network. Yep. After you already knew AEW was going on to TNT. Yep. Okay. So you put it on USA with minimal advertising. By the way, let's think about this. What What is NBC Universal own? USA? USA. The NBC network. They've got all kinds of other channels. You know, I know people, uh, I believe they do, but um, because of the the affiliation with USA and Sci-Fi back in the day when they used to, during the dog show. And plus Rob's going over to uh, Sci-Fi for a couple weeks for the Olympics, but that's neither here nor there. That too. Um, And they used to have, that's where they used to do ECW was on Sci-Fi. Oh, who could forget that? Right? Why would you want to forget that? Anyway, Anyhow. off of track there for a second. Let's get back on the right track. And <laughs> well, you you did that, and you own all these things. But I'll be goddamned if I was watching NBC or anything else and ever saw an advertisement for NXT. Mm. Anything owned by TNT, TBS, CNN, you saw previews nonstop. I every, did. I remember. Every, yeah. Every commercial break, you saw at least you saw at least a, a short, you know, like fifteen second clip ad 
or the oh, yeah. full the full thirty second to a minute advertisement in every commercial break. I remember now. That. Where else would you have saw? Where else would you have gotten that at, Zach? You ask. Well, let me tell you. I think I, I think we've talked about this. NBA games, Major League oh, Baseball oh, games, NHL games, NHL games, anything that's been sh- uh, any any kind of NCAA tournament, anywhere that sh- that is, that has anything to do with TBS, TNT, CNN, AEW was there. They promoted the hell out of this product coming. They kept pumping it up, pumping it up, pumping it up before they hit the air. But, uh, the E just made a snap judgment. We're taking it off the network. We're putting it on USA. We're going to go ahead and we're going to put them out of business quick. Well, here was the problem. USA didn't get behind you. Universal, NBC, Comcast, whatever you want to call them, didn't get behind your ass and push and promote you the way the, the way that the parent company did for AEW on all of their networks. Yes, sir. All of their networks. And let's be honest, you've got a wider spectrum with NBC Universal than you did with, with TNT, TBS, CNN. Think about yeah, that. A, those are a, all... Those are all cable networks. Yep. You have a broader so, spectrum of, of channels that you can use at your disposal to promote NXT coming on the USA Network. Exactly. So unless you're looking for reruns of something random that TBS is going to show or TNT is going to show. Wipe out. Or you're watching, yeah. Or you're watching, or you're watching the baseball game. Yeah. Or the hockey game or the, you know. Or, or some basketball. Right, the Seinfeld Marathon. What are you going to watch? What are you more likely to turn on? NBC. You're going to get your news. You're going to get your normal weekly network programming. Yep. You know, more people More people are probably going to wander across a commercial uh, for an NBC-based program on an NBC universal-based network then is going to happen on cable only networks. Mm. And still they didn't utilize it to their event. No, not at all. Not at not all. The, and that's a sad, that's such a sad thing. Like when you have a product like NXT black and gold, I'm not talking about 2.0. We ain't doing that Nickelodeon. Right. Show. I mean, we all have, when you think about it, everybody's got a show that they watch on regular network television. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when, like when you have that broad spectrum of channels, you can u- literally utilize to promote NXT coming to the USA Network, to promote, you know, the people that are going to be on there, promoting it on their programming, promoting it on all that stuff. The well, way and that's, that I, there's the other thing they should have done, Zach, right there. Promote it on your own goddamn show. Bring those guys time. up. What did Seriously. they do? Hey, in 97, and, Vince gave ECW an hour of the show, or, or yeah. a half hour of Raw, to go ahead and do, cut a couple of promos, have a match, and then, you know, get ready for their pay-per-view. Simple. Why couldn't you? Why couldn't you have done that with your NXT guys? You know when they could. So wait, Nick. Let me. Uh, let me in let that me lull, in that low spot lull, in that yep. second hour that they always hit. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, why don't you throw your NXT guys over there? Because you know what's still sticking around there. Something. It's your it's your casual fans that are sticking around. Because yeah. yeah. I I know you and I. I don't. I we don't. I don't sit through the whole show. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it live most of the time, 
But right. the people that are watching it live, what are they doing? They're just staying there because there they got nothing else to do. You know, we're flipping back and forth. You know, Monday yeah. nights, here's the other problem is that that's going to hurt you a little bit if you don't utilize your other network. Yeah. Plural networks. Sorry. Plural. You're competing against Monday night football. You're not going to win that battle. No one's going to win that battle. Now nobody, here's, now here's has, nobody has ever beaten Monday Night Football in the ratings, is, no. to my knowledge. I don't, I, don't even think, I don't even think during the Monday Night Wars, either no, of those another, shows ever beat Monday Night Football in the ratings. No, and here's in the hit. And now, I may be wrong on that, and I probably am, and somebody's going to toast us for that. And that's fine. I mean, that's if, fine. If you have a come, at uh, come at me on Twitter. It's oh, no, hey, I'm at the mar- name on the marquee, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, plug, we'll plug that towards the end of the uh, today's segment. But <laughs> but let me ask you a question. So, like, now, like you said, Monday Night Football, right? You had NBC Universal. You have, of course, NBC. Now, I believe NXT was taken off the network, off the WWE Network, in the fall of, I believe, 2019. Yes. Why couldn't you utilize Sunday Night Football? You could have. Fox, if Fox was doing it for SmackDown. Right, you could have, you should have, you did. You drop, hey, you you drop the ball over there, Vince. It's it's a sad thing, and now it's not Hunter's fault. It's not Sean's fault. It's not William Regal's fault. It's none of the talent that Hunter hired, because those are the those are the talent that all of us that have been here for forever wanted to see. Those are the guys we wanted to finally get to see weekly. Instead of having to hunt down bad videos from people's cell phones or shaky cameras that they set up in the corner of a of a bingo hall somewhere. <laughs> you know, we wanted we wanted some quality to watch these matches in and see these guys give a hell of a show because they give a hell of a show. That's all we wanted. I don't That's like I don't personally like the character, the gimmick, whatever you want to call it for, for Johnny Gargano. But the man mm-hmm. can go in the ring. And that's all we really mostly wanted as fans of NXT. The I bashed, process, but I bashed Johnny for years, and you know that. That's true. Because I just don't see – I don't see world champion out of Johnny on a mm-hmm. big on a big stage. Johnny is that guy that's just best suited chasing that belt constantly. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're, you, you're the underdog gimmick. You can't be the underdog when you hold a championship. Couldn't be an underdog champion fighting against all odds. You could be, but we both know that at a certain point it gets stale as hell. It Kofi does. Kingston. That, mm, we, we ain't gonna talk about that. That was horrible. Uh, I, was, I was horribly booked. Stone Cold Kofi Kingston over there just that horrible... taking everybody out they put in front of him. Yeah, yeah. I was one no. of those. It was one of those where I was just like, "That ain't it. That wasn't it." No. And it wasn't that Kofi wasn't doing great work because he was doing fantastic work. He was. His his work rate is second to none. Yes. However, the problem with it, Kofi's not a world champion. I and I know that's going to hurt some feelings, and, but it's my opinion. Kofi's yeah. not a world champion. He was a guy that they they had there that had been there, and they were like, you know what? Let's go ahead and see if it works. 
because he was getting pops from the crowd, putting on fantastic matches on SmackDown. And then they just, they ran with it. And that's what you want to do. Organically, let your guys fall into things like that. Daniel Bryan did it. CM Punk did it. And they did it great. They wanted it. Uh, the crowd was behind Rusev. You should have jumped on that. Oh, we don't. Oh man, Rusev, dude. You know, Miro. Miro got it screwed. Was so organic. It was such organic, wonderful things to see from Rusev. Even Rusev Day alone, the fans got behind it, and they drew. And WWE somehow, in their freaking mind, just didn't see it. And that was, I think, a, and that's a lot of what WWE has been doing for the past several years, even when NXT was whooping their ass on like a quarterly basis with their big four pay-per-views, just how could you not want to see that as Vincent Mann and think, how do I get that to what I'm doing and translate it over here? What you needed to do, what you really needed to do was separate the brands completely. Yeah, in my mind, you have, you needed to have, well, exactly. But what you needed to do was separate them completely. Yeah, you're you're gonna have you have your NXT. That's gonna be your that's gonna be your indie guys. That's gonna be your smaller guys. That's gonna be, you know, the guys that are gonna give you a half hour, forty five minute hour classic down there. Yep. You send all your big, you send all your big guys over onto Raw because well that's Raw that's your flagship. Yep. And that's so what cold. Raw is. That's what Raw is. Raw is your WWE show. And then on SmackDown, which was always supposed to be an alternative. Yep. It was never supposed to be the B team. It was supposed to be an alternative program Very much to so. Raw. Forgot about that. So, and it started not on cable. It started running on the UPN network, which anybody that lives in an urban market, you have a UPN or you've seen a UPN in the past. I mean, I live in Jersey. Had it. There you go. See? And that was the alternative there. So what you had, what you saw on SmackDown, a lot of times you got your Kurt, you got Kurt Angle, you got Chris Benoit, you got Jericho, you got Eddie over there for a long, for a good period of time. Yeah, you sure. had guys, you had guys that could go, and that's what you should have made SmackDown. You should have made that your guys that, your guys that could get in the ring and they could go. Yeah, you're gonna have some guys like Joe over there that big, strong, doesn't look like he belongs there, but then you see the guy go, and, and you're he- like, all right. This dude should be here with these little guys. He can keep up. You know, a Keith Lee would have done fantastic on SmackDown. Absolutely. You know, you you move your guys over there because you had guys that were bigger than what you than what you see sometimes. Because let's let's not kid ourselves. The the weight and the height that they give some of these guys, they're stretching it a little bit. That's a bit. I mean, they're saying they, they gave Matt Riddle at, at like six foot one, 200. <laughs> he is not six foot one. 225 is what they're giving him. 5'11. He's 5'10, 5'11 at the best. And uh-huh. he's about 195 to 205 pounds if he hasn't taken right. his morning shit yet. And that's fine. Why? Because I'm not fucking with a guy like Matt Riddle that can really legitimately take your arm off. Mm-hmm. The the man is a legit fighter. It just so happens that he liked to smoke weed a little too much and couldn't keep under contract because he couldn't pass under the USAA doping standards. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, he, you know, they, they're, they're hitting him in Nevada. They're hitting him in California. They're hitting him in, you know, everywhere he's trying to fight. He keeps failing and, you know, because he can't pass. Dry. Well, this was the logical step. You're going to make, yeah. you're going to make decent money still. And guess what? You're not getting your brains beat in on a nightly basis. That's true. I mean, a but little I, bit, but. But here's, here's, here's what I, um, I want to pose to you before we head on to our, our next topic here. Uh-oh. In terms of now with, yeah, I know. Now, going back to Volter, um, now known as Gunther, Gunther. Do, you, do you honestly think we're going to get like Fabian and Marta and, Bar- and uh, Marcel and just have them just be named and then just, just do that? I, what I'm basically asking you is, do you think Gunther be as much of a, of a success now he's on NXT as Volter was in NXT? Yes, I think he can be mm-hmm. if done right. However, that's that's the key word right there. How old is Walter? I have no idea. Let me see. Let me look this man up. I'm going to tell you he's probably too old for Vince McMahon. Mm, that's true. Male or female, Vince likes him young. Of course he does. He and... is. Oh shit! Hold on, no fucking way, dude. He's 35. I think he's no. He's thirty-four. Well, let me see. They're saying he's, he's born in eighty-seven. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's thirty-four. Thirty-four years old. Would that be too old for Vince? Yes. Because he's just coming up now. Had he been there for a while, he would be. He might right. You know he'd fall in that he'd fall in that category had he been there for a while of those guys that I mean because Vince was okay with letting Drew go and come back he right. was okay with letting you know like there's been things we've seen with him where he's let mm. people go and come back and he's been okay with the fact that they've aged which it blows my mind because well we all age but apparently yeah. in the twisted sick fuck mind of Vince McMahon nobody should ever age. But again, you should also you also shouldn't sneeze either. That's we're not even going to get into that. So so basically, you're saying that he will be okay in NXT 2.0. I don't know, Zach. I wish I could say yes, but I can't because we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, next week he could be gone. I mean, next week he could lose to Braun Breaker in a non-title match. Just yeah. Right. Not saying that it would, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking in my head right now, it could happen. It could. Be well, but here's, but here's the thing: is is they're building this feud between the Diamond Mine, and, and yeah, right. And we all know where it's now. At. Now, who? You got to bring in one more person here, because hmm. the Diamond, because the Diamond Mine, they correct me if I'm wrong, but they have a female in their group. That's true. So Imperium is going to, by nature, need a female to combat that. Yeah. Who is right. it? We don't know. We don't know. But also, here's the other thing. Both of these groups outside of the Creed brothers have all hit their expiration date age-wise, with, with, as far as the company goes, I think. Yeah, the Creeds are like in their 20s, early 20s. Yeah, they're, they're young still. They're Ivy, young Nile, Ivy Nile is still new-ish. Right. Um, I think she's a little older than she looks. She looks very young in the face, mm-hmm. but I think she's a little older. Mm-hmm. Um. Than what they have typically been liking lately, 
I, if I remember correctly, it was 23 for the women and 25 for the men. Oh yeah. That's the cap. That's the cap that Vince had put on it for the bringing in the new talent to NXT. Yeah. Is every female had to be under twenty three and every every male had to be under twenty five, so I think. I do, oh, I do know. By the way, is thirty. So she's over that limit then. So she's, she's got an expiration 30, 30. date now too. Um, I mean, it, it, everybody, it's, everybody in this feud could potentially be out the door in the next two months or so. It's possible. I mean, they already got rid of uh, Hideki Suzuki. Um. AKA Hachi Man, whatever the hell type of name that was. Because um, my thing is just like, I, I think maybe maybe it'll work. Maybe they'll give it something. But I think at the end of the day, they're going to do the same thing with all the other talents and just give them the boot probably before SummerSlam. Yeah. Wow. You think before SummerSlam? I'm being generous because I'm in a decent mood. I'm saying. You think it's spring cleaning? Uh, there's a spring cleaning, and I think it happens the week after Mania. Mm. That way, they can go ahead and they can throw these guys, some of these guys, in a in a in a, in a battle royal. They can put them on whatever they're going to do that weekend for NXT because apparently they're not going to run. They're they're not going to run NXT. Well, I don't know what they're going to call it now. Like, I don't I know what. The, I, I mean. I, they're not going to run at all. It's not going to be a takeover anymore. Let's leave it at that. I don't know what so, Are they going to have a a premium live event? I don't think so. On the weekend for them? I don't think so. Not this year. No, I don't either. And I think what's going to happen is you'll see some of them pop up in in a rumble or in a battle royal. Uh, and then off they go. The, on the kickoff show. And off they go. And then within the within the next week they'll be cut. And why? Because then they can say, "Well, we let them work the biggest show of the year. We gave them one last paycheck before we kicked them out the door." Yep. But what that does is it puts them outside of reach still for any big event that AEW's got going. Yeah, because they'll be because the, um, May will already have come and gone, yep. and they wouldn't be wouldn't be able to work anything until All Out. And when does All Out happen? I believe September. Yep. And ah. that puts them in that big gap there where they have all that time where they can't go anywhere and work anything major. Yeah. I don't know. It remains to be seen, but um, I want to allude to what you said earlier about a man named Kofi Kingston um, who had the WWE championship at one point a couple years back. Now, do you remember now there's a little story about a certain person who was supposed to be in the spot Kofi was. Do you uh, remember who that man is? I don't. I believe, now, this is this could be wrong, but from what I've read and heard, the man who was supposed to have that spot was none other than Mustafa Ali. Really? Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in that position. He was supposed to be the guy that actually beat Daniel Bryan at Mania for the title. And then he got the, – they had the broken nose, right? And, and that's what kind of kept him – Ali got injured. Kofi stepped in. The New Day stepped in to take his place. They chose Kofi. They ran with it. Kofi Mania began. Because of Mustafa Ali's injury earlier on that night. I believe it was, that was uh, leading into Elimination Chamber, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. And now, a few years later, 
all of a sudden, we find out Mustafa Ali requested his release from the WWE. And has been denied. Denied, ladies and gentlemen. Now, for some people, to, now, so for some people who may not be as into the professional wrestling as myself and Nick are, um, this happens a lot more often than we th- than people think. Yep. You know, you know, pe- people ask for release all the time. You'll hear it in the news, and then WWE will say, you know, we're not going to grant you release. It's not. It's it's a little bit more common than the average fan usually believes. Um, are you surprised though by Mustafa Ali requesting it? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I think there's a lot of guys that are very unhappy with their spot in the company right now. And they keep seeing it as a, I need to get out of here because we never know when the ax is going to come down. So let's just go ahead and get this over with, get me out of here. And then I can start my, my time now. Yeah. And if you look at it and think about it, if he gets out now, he's got a 90 day, no compete, right? As far as I know. Yeah. Cause it's only, it's only a 30 day when they're in NXT but it's a 90-day on the main roster, from what I remember. Yeah, they forgot about so, that. Yes, about that. they did, because he never got his, his WWE contract. He we was still only that. working under an NXT contract. And <laughs> that's how he made his appearance so quickly. Beautiful. Um, if beautiful he gets his, now, if he gets his release now, that puts right. him at the point where he can work some bigger events Pretty yeah. close to WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, but I mean, because like, like I said, we've seen this before with other people. Yeah, they're not going to let it happen though. But but the thing is now is just like okay, because it's easily usually you know there's a reason we're you know grit you know denying your release, or what I think it's actually going to be we're just going to punish you for wanting to actually leave the company. Yeah, I... they've done that before too. Yep. They've done that before and with, with many a talent. But yes. I, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where, I mean, yes, Mustafa Ali, to most people, wouldn't be a main event guy. You're not going to see him go up against like Brock or freaking Roman. No. At WrestleMania main event. No, you're not going to see that. But you know what? He could be that level of at least up at, as close to upper mid card as you could possibly do it. He's got the look, he's got the in ring performance. He can go. Davis has been so underutilized by WWE creative. It's disgusting. It's a literal crime the way they've been booking Mustafa Ali. Retribution be damned. And that was a fantastic that would have been a fantastic way to get him over. Why? Because you could have made him a believable champion at that point. You could have beating beating somebody bigger because he had the help from those guys. We've seen it over the years where you've had somebody help somebody else. I mean, there's there was Sean and I mean you had Sean and Diesel. You had, you know you had Brett holding on to the title because the rest of the Hart Foundation kept helping him out when he was right. you know. You've had you've had other I mean, even with Hogan in the NWO angle, they all helped him hold the title when he should have lost it. You know, there's yep. no way the old man should be beating everybody, but he keeps beating everybody because he's got help. So mm-hmm. he's that, he's that small leader of this. That's getting the help from the bigger guys that he surrounded himself with. And it works that way. So you take Ali out of there and you just, you killed the whole thing. 
immediately killed it. Thorn is gone from the company now. True. I mean, you have a diamond in the rough and Dominic Dijakovic that you just just don't use. What are you doing with that guy? I mean, you could have... You could have used him the same way. The same way that you used Punishment Martinez. I I refuse to call him Damian Priest because... (laughs) I just I don't like the I, I don't, I don't like, like I'm not feeling the new version of Damian Priest. The the one we had in NXT was fire. The Ring of Honor Damian Priest. Mm. Punishment Martinez. That's what got him signed. Why? Yep. Because Hunter sees talent differently. Of course. He saw a guy that wasn't fantastic on a microphone, but had some potential. Yep. You don't have to say a whole lot if you're just ripping people's heads off. True. So there's no reason. I mean, there's no, Brock can't talk on a microphone. Let's be honest. (laughs) You're not, you're not rushing to get to your TV to watch a Brock Lesnar promo. True. But when he speaks, you listen. Yep. There's been guys over the years that have been that same way. When they speak, you listen. Yep. Might might ruffle some feathers again here. But Mark Calloway wasn't a fantastic wordsmith on a microphone. True. The Undertaker gimmick afforded him the opportunity to not have to say a ton and be okay. Yep. If you just put things together like that for everybody that you see has an issue, you can make it work. I mean, yeah, I mean, going back to Mustafa Ali real quick, just, you know, the man developed his talking. He's a, I think he's a good talker. I think he's Mustafa is a good talker. It's just that you know when you had him being the you know SmackDown hacker, or you know coming you know and when that sucked, you pretty much had him as the leader of retribution. Then that sucked, and so, then you have so you cut a guy from NXT that they were using the hacker gimmick with, only to rehash oh. it later on your major brands. Correct. With and somebody now, else. Yeah, and so we have that. I don't know if you saw the uh, the New America promo that Mustafa Ali had. Uh, I, I read some of it, but I didn't see it. See it. it to be and I'm being brutally honest here. I actually saw it last week, and I thought it was damn good. But the reason they didn't go along, uh, WWE decided not to do it was because they deemed it too controversial. They oh, it, okay. Yeah, they thought that character with the, the uh, character that Mustafa Ali was going to bring on was like way too controversial for what we have in society right now. Hey Zach, can I say something out loud here? Of course you can. I'm going to go ahead and really? I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say this very, very calmly, very mm-hmm. matter of fact. Very calm. But you thought it was okay to name a, another wrestler after a goddamn Nazi U-boat captain? <laughs> That's as you calm said, as I can be there. You said calm. That was nowhere near calm. That was as calm as I could be there. 
That's Fair an enough. asinine thing to say. It was yep. too controversial. But we're going to go yep. ahead and run with a Nazi gimmick. And this is why I bring him on, ladies and gentlemen. This is why. This is why he comes on every so often. And Jesus. just lets it out. Seriously, and that's and that's a huge problem. I mean, I'm sorry, but for as a person who's been watching professional wrestling since the age of eight, took like a maybe three year break off because I was being a teenager, and then coming back into it and understanding that, you know, characters help build a show. Oh no, see, I took my break. I took my break much later. <laughs> Understandable. Um, but I took my know, break in- between 21 and 25 ish. True. Like characters build a show. They do. And characters and with, and with character development that builds a show. You take professional wrestling out of it and just look at every TV show you watch <laughs> on television, people. Character development is a key thing into a sitcom. Yes. Into a movie, However, into a show. Character development doesn't have to be everybody has a gimmick and everybody has a job. Yeah. Yep. No. Character no. development can be something as simple and as organic as. I don't know the fact that Randy Orton's a sociopath. Yep. I, the man burns people's houses down. But that's... but yet we, but yet we couldn't do this new amendment. If you if you've seen the promo, people, I'm telling you, it's a, to me personally, it's a solid promo. I want to a... see the actual promo. I like I said, I read I read like a, an abbreviated transcript. I think the way the way he spoke, well, hey, he spoke eloquently as fuck. But the way he spoke and the way he actually had his mannerisms and going about it, every with everything, it was, it blew my mind. This promo was fantastic. Did it remind you of a uh, of a certain a certain somebody from the late two thousands? Hmm. I, I would need to get a name on that to let it have to jog my memory, sir. Um, there there was a there there was a gentleman that ran a. A very similar gimmick to what I think they were going to try and do with Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. At around the same times that there was a bombing of the subway in London, mm. and they deemed him too controversial for TV and needed to get him off of television quickly. God. And destroyed a man's career. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that jogs up enough of a memory. Yeah, I'm not gonna say names out loud here on this one. We're not gonna do that, you know. Even though you know we we intend to offend, this ain't it. But it's but that's the same. But they were, you didn't see the similarities to that when you started it, but all of a sudden you saw them, but you still again deemed it okay to rename somebody after a goddamn Nazi U-boat captain. This is, I mean, the, this is the maddening stupidity that is Stanford, Connecticut to me. Yeah. How do you how do you pick and choose what's too controversial and what's not? You can have, you know, you can have all these other weird things going on, but that's a little too over the line. Yeah. It, it, it worries me to, so to a point where it's just, it's just now we're going to now here's, here's what I think they're going to do. Here's what WWE I think is going to do. Um, I don't think they're going to do anything with Mustafa. I don't. I think they're going to no. wait till I think spring cleaning coming around and uh, they're going to give him the boot. Yep. It's just it's just one of those things where like this is and here's, and, 
he's the guy that's done the math on this, I guarantee. And mm. he's figured out where all the major shows fall and was ready to go work some of these others, you know, try and work deals with other companies to get on these other shows. Yeah. Even if it's just take some independent bookings over WrestleMania weekend, if it's, you know, not work that weekend because he just misses it, but he can be a surprise guest the next, you know, the next night, two nights later, three nights later, right. whatever it is on, on, you know, on dynamite. Yeah. He can, he can show up and do these things. Sure. And there's a, but what they, and what they don't, I don't think what they understand there is what they did is they took him from having a little bit of buzz. Yeah. Because the man asked for his release. Wow. Yeah. He's trying to leave a job right now. That's, yeah. that's crazy to hear. And then, they blew that up to a point where, wait, so he, he doesn't want to work there anymore, but they're refusing to let him go. But they're not doing anything with him, but they're refusing to let him leave. Yeah. But they don't have anything for him right now. Yeah. Like, what, what are you going to do with him now? But we don't want you to go anywhere else. Just it's sit weird. tight. Sit tight. We're we're working on something. We're working on something. We we got a little shum. No, you don't. You have nothing for him. I know no. you have. <laughs> Creative has nothing for him right now. This is a former cruiserweight. This is a former cruiserweight championship challenger. I, be, I believe um, he was. Yeah. Put on one. Put on in my opinion one of the best matches of that year's WrestleMania, and that was on a freaking pre-show. Right. Pre-show. Just gonna open your main card. For that WrestleMania, and would have torn the roof off the building and set the bar for the yep. night. But no, you choose to put him on the freaking pre-show. You decide to shit on the cruiserweight division. You decide to put Ali in bullshit gimmicks that he didn't deserve to be in. This man could have literally been vying for Intercontinental and United States Championships. This man could have been facing Shane Z. This man could have been facing Shinsuke fucking more. If you decide to just put him on a one-off championship matchup against Roman, why right. the fuck not? That's, the fuck and there not? it is, Zach. There it is. Instead of running the same thing over and 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 over again. How many times did we see Owens versus Reigns in that that stretch there? I mean, it was a decent it was a decent few too by my standards at least. Absolutely. But what you could have done is you could have you could have you could have taken this time, done that match. You have Owens, you have Owens put on the shelf for a little bit. Yep. So now you bring in the net. Who's next? Now he takes out Cesaro. Owens comes back. They put Owens out on the shelf again, him and the Usos. Now you have, you know, now you have Nakamura come in and challenge. Well, they put him out because it's three on one. Every time somebody would gain an advantage on Roman. They, you know, the numbers, the numbers got away from them. Ali could have been a guy that jumped in there at one point, you know, and just by default ended up in a title match on a on a premium live event. Something. And that's you like, WWE. You like how I keep problem. you like how I keep throwing that in there that way, Zach? Because it's perfect. The fact that they they also changed the name from pay per views to premium live event to premium live events. What is that? 
Come on. What it means is you got to pay extra to get this or. You get the Peacock Network. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or you got to have Peacock. Yeah. You gotta, I just, I just, I don't know what they're going to do, man. With like, I mean, guys like Ali deserve They want everybody, be- they want everybody to subscribe to the cock. <laughs> you wish they would wish. Well, Radio would wish I would name that show, today's episode that, but we're not going to episode. <laughs> but no, so I mean, I, I want to kind of get away from Ali because this is going to make my balls itch and just make me more pissed off. But I found this article earlier uh, before we got um, getting popping. Um, apparently, there's a report out from NoDQ.com of how WWE reportedly feels about the first four months of NXT's rebranding. So this is this is the uh, we got a quote in here from Russell Votes, and if you don't follow Russell Votes, follow Russell Votes on Twitter. They're actually pretty solid with their news and stuff. But here's a quote that I saw that just made me think weird weird thoughts. And I'm gonna want to get your opinion on the quote here. So they said, and I quote: "Internally, WWE is said to be disappointed with NXT 2.0 in its first four months." Source said they thought more whoa, fans. Whoa, would- whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Reread that, Zach. The first one? Reread that. They're disappointed! <laughs> so you were pissed off before that it wasn't going the way you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And it's still not going the way you want it. Uh-huh. Now who do you blame? You can't blame Hunter for this because Vince, Nick Khan, and all of those guys that can't Bruce get, off of, they can't get off of those saggy old grapefruits. <laughs> So okay, so the tweet goes on to say, "Are the ones doing this now, Zach? They're the yeah, ones to yeah. blame. They're the yeah. same people that are to blame for the shitty raw ratings, for the shitty raw attendance, we'll, the we'll shitty SmackDown their, ratings, for we'll shitty SmackDown attendance." We'll get into what their ratings were, but um, I just want to finish the tweet. So the source said they thought more fans would gravitate towards the newer stars quicker than they have. Could it be just too much, too fast? Either way, I don't expect any changes to the concept. Just yet, end quote. My man is silent. All right, I, something's brewing. Something's brewing. But I'm. I, they're quick to pull the plug on anything else. Yes, they are. But they're gonna let this ride out and just let's see what happens. Okay. Now, now, mind. Now, mind you, the, this article goes on to say, despite the changes made in an attempt to draw a younger audience. NXT has been struggling with television ratings. Uh, the, uh, the January 18, 2022 episode drew, and I'll, I'll, I'll take this from here, the third lowest rating with a 0.11, 149,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic for the series on USA Network. 587,000 overall, 18 to 49 was 149,000. Lowest total viewership since December 14th, by the way. I don't know. Not good. So here's my other thing I want to ask you here, Zach. Uh-huh. On that same track there, um, that's your third lowest rating ever. With the with the new uh with the new era. What was your lowest ever rating on the old brand? That is a very good question. Because if your lowest rating ever on the old brand wasn't as low as your three lowest on the new rebrand, that says something. 
Um, their lowest was the August third episode on Sci-Fi. Okay. That was their. That was the. That was the lowest. And what was what was the numbers on that? Do you have that? Um, there's only a point one zero rating with uh, in terms of viewership. Okay. So that, it was right the, around the same as what this last one was then. But yeah, it's it was not, right. You know, like with within a few people here. So you know, you know, seventeen more people decided to flip over to that channel at that time. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. So that being said, if your lowest of the new NXT 2.0, your lowest rating there is well below what your lowest rating was for the original vision of it. Mm-hmm. Why did we bother changing? What needed fixed there? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. What you've done, what you've essentially done is you've ran off the viewers that were there because NXT was what we wanted to see. Just mm-hmm. like I said a few minutes ago, Zach, those are the indie guys that we knew could go, that we got tired of hunting down on shitty YouTube videos. Yep. Or, you know, trying to find a Vimeo somewhere that somebody had thrown up of a, you know, of a cell phone camera that they held over their head for an entire indie show. I didn't have I, to hunt. I, I didn't have to hunt guys down anymore. I didn't no. have to see bad, shaky cameras. I didn't have. I got to see quality around these guys and went, "Fuck, they're good." Yeah. Some of these guys are real, real good. I mean, a guy like I, a guy like Drew Gulak, fantastic in the ring. Ah. Uh. You know how I feel about catch wrestling, so you you are you are a lover of catch wrestling, so that is that so, is your that is your thing. So seeing that on display, fantastic. Getting to see Timothy Thatcher do his thing, that fantastic. man. I want to say something real quick about Timothy Thatcher, dude. Like him and Fight Pit go so well together, but him as a as a talent is just one of the best I've seen. Period. When they brought him in, my thought was, this is your, like, once you, once you, when you let go of um, Alexander Wolf, my thought was, they're about to re, they're about to like bring back the old Imperium before they were Imperium. Right. When it was, what was it, Ring Comp? Yep. Because cause the original members, well, the original members were, if I remember correctly, Wolf, Thatcher, Volter, Bartel. Eichner wasn't in it. Um, no. When NXT UK started, Eichner came into the fold. Are you I see I don't remember Wolf being a part of it, but I could be wrong. He was he was there for a hot minute. It wasn't like he was a he's he's a I think if I remember correctly, he's an original member of Ringcom. Okay. And Hit that's fine. Bartel. I, I don't you know what? Here's my thoughts on, on Wolf. I don't need him, but he's also not offensive to me in the ring. No, I loved him in the ring. I, I thought he was perfect. He had that old Great school. Bird. He had that old school bruiser style. That mm-hmm. you know, it was what it was. He wasn't fantastic, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah, he wasn't he a was, guy that you saw and you were just thinking, "Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I would pay decent money to see him again." You know, he wasn't one of those guys where you went, "Fuck, I gotta watch this guy." Yeah, no. he was, 
about it. He was like, okay, oh, I was in the whoop one. All right, who's your patient? Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. His time with Sanity was, was fun. It was good. Yeah. I But, you know, like, he wasn't a guy that offended me. He's no. not a, you know, he he's not, you know, Riddick Moss. He's not mm. Mojo Raleigh. He's not, Jesus. <laughs> he's not Mojo Are Raleigh. You... No, damn, damn right he's not. Ugh. Yeah, get hyped, bitch. Yeah, there's uh, there's too many guys over the years that, but in that have been there and then just disappeared, or guys that shouldn't have been there that stuck around and outstayed their welcomes. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean I can think of a ton of guys that I'm like, why are they still with the company? True, there's a lot that of guys. Just, I'm at. Right, when you look at that roster, you're like, why is this guy still there? Like yeah. Zach. No offense to Matt Cardona because he's doing fantastic. He is actually his character work on the indies is much better than anything he ever got to do on his, through his entire WWE. Career. Very much so. I mean, I'm not even gonna front. Like he's been doing so much better than the indies. And the had, feud with him and Joey Janela, where they're mirroring uh, the old Macho Man and Ric Flair feud. Oh, fantastic! Dude, he, I love he, it. He was just brilliant, dude. Oh my goodness! He he became just that one dude in GCW that you could hate more than any person on the planet. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the living hell out of it. But here, but here's my thing: is is Zack Ryder stuck around way too long in WWE? Right. Yeah. They what they should have done is they should have they should have done the same thing with him that they did with with McIntyre. Cut him loose. Let him go. Let him go. Find himself on the indies. Come let back him, and you would have killed it. Let him work for a secondary company, and then Stop. come back and step back. You know, give him, give him a little bit of time down in NXT to relearn the big ring. Yep. And then, boom. Easy, easy as that. It would have been so easy to do it. And I mean, and I say the big ring, but NXT still doesn't even have the same size ring that they use on Raw and SmackDown. That's true. It is a little bit smaller. But it's still bigger than what you're what you see on the indies. Very much. So. Why? That's true. Why? Because you need to stack more people in a venue, so you have to have a smaller ring. So it's a little harder to do some of the things that you see guys do. So yes, it takes a little bit of time to work with a with a bigger ring and get used to. Yeah. Your your pacing and your timing and everything. Mm-hmm. So you don't so you don't absolutely murder somebody one step true. too soon. One step too late, somebody's head ends up 15 rows in when McIntyre hits that Claymore. Uh-huh. I mean, let's be honest. Although I'm here to see it. But it's the same thing with Daniel Bryan and that running knee that he uses. That single that single knee. Oh, that knee is gnarly, too. One step too soon, one step too late. You're and, done. Yeah, and you are you are in a whole world of hurt. Big time. Make it's, no mistake about it. Let's let's be let, let's go ahead and you know we all know that accidents happen. Yeah. You know you get in there, you get started going, the crowd gets going, and and the potatoes start flying. Guys mm. are guys are really catching them in the face. You know. Rich cho- a chopper a chop is one thing. You know to catch a good <laughs> one across the chest, you can yeah. blister somebody really good with one of those. I mean, PCO go look no at, feeling. Look at, right. Go look at, you know, uh, Chris Van Vliet. 
<laughs> I remember that video. Uh, I when Tyler Breeze and uh, and Sean Spears. No, you know, Sean Spears, Cassie Lee, I think was there for for that one. Um, Tyler Breeze and their students, I think they yep. all got a shot. They all and took Van a couple Vliet of shots at it. Van Vliet took it, man. I'll he give him credit. Kudos to him for taking that like a champ. Oh my, I would never. But through a shirt, through a T-shirt, they yeah. left welts on the man. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's no, like, I have, I taught my mom how to chop. And she laid a good one on me. I'm not going to front. Like, a national knife edge. Yeah, I, I felt that for a bit. Yeah, Mama YLP learned how to chop for your boy. She, you I know, mean, you, you see the sure. bruises all the time. It yeah, happens. Thought, but, you know, that's, and that's the reason they, they spend so much time working to figure it out so they don't hurt each other. Exactly. So, moving on, though. Oh, you have a little something? No, I'm just there's so many things that that people don't take into consideration here. And there's there's these guys that that belong there, but as long as the stigma remains that you're too small, you're you know, you're uh you're you're a spot monkey, you're a backyard guy, you're a you know, the indie darling is the one that right. drives me nuts. Because that stigma gets put on these guys, mm-hmm. and you got you got a guy up in Vince's ear, Kevin Dunn, telling him, you know, this guy's too small. This guy, you know, uh, fat gym short guy, <laughs> is what he called we Kevin all, Owens all, one time. We all know and, one. And it's yes, it is. It is a. It does. It is a very independent look, but. Right. Why are you why mess with that? Mm-hmm. That's what the guy that's what the guy has done his whole career. Let's you know, let let's leave let's leave well enough alone there. That yeah. would have been that would have been like, you know, having a having a guy like a bruiser Brody come in and say, Hey Frank, we're gonna need you to cut that beard off and the ponytail. It has to be it has to be kept back in a ponytail, or you gotta cut that off too. No, you don't fuck with that. These guys have worked a long time to build that, and when they get there and they're not allowed to be themselves, it causes issues. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see with some of these guys: is they get in there and they're 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 stuck with a stigma. And I think Ali Ali is in that right now, where yes. they saw something and then he got hurt, and it goes back to what we have what we've talked about on the other show in the past, Zach. Guys are afraid to give up their spots. They're afraid to admit that they're working hurt because they never know if that's going to be the straw that breaks Vince McMahon's back and he decides that he doesn't like you anymore. And that seems to be where Finn Balor has fallen all of a sudden. Oh, oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, because that's news too, actually. You like how I dropped that in there for you? You're welcome. That's why I bring them on, people. All right. So apparently there's news out there. And this is this is what I don't even have on my list here. So I think you brought it up. I'm gonna get done with it. I'm pissed. WWE is apparently giving up on Finn Balor. I'm gonna say that again for the for the people in the back of the that because they're looking at their phones trying to do a new tweet talking about my ass, which never really happens. But we're gonna get into it anyway. Finn Balor. WWE has given up on Finn Balor. Expect him to lose this feud and yeah, lose it easily. So pretty much like 
Austin Theory will eliminate Finn Balor at the Royal Rumble. Um, then they'll have another match, maybe in Saudi Arabia, because they're doing one in February. And that, let Finn Balor do nothing for Mania and then get him out of there. That'll never happen. No? Nope. That's the guy. Nope. And that's the guy that should have been on SmackDown. He should have been the cornerstone of SmackDown. Him, Absolutely. Daniel Bryan. You, I, I mean, you could have made this. You could have made something over there that was completely different. Because you could yep. have put Lee over there. You could have put Cross over there. You could have put... You could have left the New Day over there because Kofi and Biggie and Xavier, they work well with everybody. That's true. You could have left a guy like a Cesaro over there. You could have left... You know, you could have thrown AJ over there. And like AJ, you want to, hey, you want to you talk want about to... a banger? You want to talk about a banger of a match? Let's huh. see AJ and Tommaso go. Let's see AJ and I would have loved to have seen AJ and Adam Cole get a shot. That would have been wild. That would have been absolutely go. bonkers. Instead, they instead they send AJ down to NXT to work with Grayson Waller, uh, only to yeah, beat I, the guy like cleanly, clean pin. Oh, shall be Waller clean. What was the point then? You didn't build him up. You just made him look like he's still not good enough for your main roster. It's 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 I, I don't I don't see how you can give on a guy that with the talent of Finn Balor. Looks in ring ability, he's an all right talker. He has the demon gimmick in his back pocket when you need it most. Not exactly. every freaking, not every freaking month like we used to. But you you have a guy like Finn, like you said, he could have been a cornerstone of SmackDown. Right. Could you could have you could have thrown these these smaller indie darling guys over there and seen which show got more viewing. Seriously, you, you the one thing I think Raw and SmackDown don't have that NXT Black and Gold did have was something called I like to call an identity. Right. How would you have liked, how would you have felt how would you have felt about a about an undisputed era versus New Day feud? That would have been fun. I would have enjoyed that. Adam uh, Adam Cole and Biggie or Adam Cole and Kofi. That would have been great. Have, and then you have the other two versus O'Reilly and Fish. That would have been oh see now you're now I'm getting mad because I'm thinking about that in my head now. Kofi and Xavier versus Fish and O'Reilly. Would have been that's a match of the year candidate. Anywhere. Would have been fire. It would have been dope. fire. You like, could have had. I mean, you could have. You keep say you keep the revival around. You you keep those guys happy. You keep them there. That's a four you, corner. Like, adding the Usos. That's a four corner tag team match. No no no, no 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 no. Shift the Usos. To, put the Usos on Raw. Yeah. They're okay. they're old. They're old school WWE. Put them on Raw. Yeah, they've been there forever. Actually. You have your you have your old school show, and then you have your you have your new school show. Your your alternative show. Okay, I see what right. you're saying. So, and then you still keep NXT, your your other alternative, and that is still your breeding ground for your next talent coming up. Yep. So when you do, I mean, so when you, you do move, you know Nakamura up to Smack or up to Raw. Because you need a new you need a new contender over there. You mm-hmm. do move an AJ over there because AJ can compete over there because we've seen him do it. 
you move a guy like, I don't know, Joe Owens. I, Hey, I would have loved to have, I would have loved, loved to have seen Owens and Zane versus the undisputed era too. That would have been a fun feud. That would have been great to see. Oh, yeah. That would, that would have been fantastic. But and, and this is this is where I I start to get annoyed with things because yeah. you see all these things coming up and you're like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. These guys, I think they would work great together. They would work great together. You know, Finn's gonna be our Finn's gonna be our top guy. Adam Cole's gonna be chasing him. You're gonna have, you know, you're gonna have this guy and that guy coming up. You're gonna have this. You're gonna have that. You're gonna have, you know. Like you could have done all of this and you could have brought guys in. You could have brought Champa up. You could have brought Gargano up. You could have brought uh, Isaiah Scott could have came you up. Could have so, you could have done so much. Roddy. Roddy could have came up and, you know, and helped Adam Cole out for in the Undisputed Era out and reunited with them for a minute. You could have had, you know, and then you, and then what do you do? When the Creed brothers are ready, you bring them up and Roddy turns on them. And, and you now have, you have your boom. You have Roddy and Cole, you know, as your as your top guys going at it there in the group, and then you still have your tag teams going. Why? Because Fish and O'Reilly can help take the Creed brothers to that next level. Yes, they and, can. And get them there. You can now have that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we like to call booking on the fly, and we do it better than you, creative in WWE. I mean, you could have had. Uh, you could have had Matt Riddle versus Finn, Matt Riddle and AJ, Matt Riddle. You could have done, you, you, that's the thing. You could have done so much. When, if you, you gave the brands an identity of who they strictly are and finding ways to creatively give them the opportunity to showcase that on television every week. Most people do it better on freaking WWE 2K20 right now. You can go on there right. YouTube and you can watch. I watch it. Merch why she's uh Merch YT13, Brendan Plays, you know, people like that creating and giving us storylines that are actually something to sink our teeth into, invest in, and want us having more. Now, and that being said, let's not let's not forget uh, your, your top two companies, neither one well, top three mm-hmm. are aren't doing a great job at getting those stories moving right now. Right. They're not doing it on. They're not doing it on on Universal. They're not doing it over on you know on. I, I don't even know what the parent company would be on Turner on Turner programming, mm-hmm. and they're not doing it coming out of Japan right now either. They they right. just seem everybody seems to be at a loss right now trying to figure out where to go next, because I. I know this is what has to happen, yeah. And what needs to happen to make him a credible champion right now. Mm-hmm. But Lance Archer isn't the answer to helping get Cowboy to that next level, right? I can understand that. I mean, I mean, it's it's more of like a transitional challenger in a sense. It is, and <laughs> and here's the thing: is 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 who's getting built up here? I have no idea. Who's you- the guy that you see out, and that's. And that's where my problem is. And, and it With hurts that. me a little bit because I do like, because I, we talked about this off air. And I, mean, I know you're not too keen on him as champion. And I can perfectly, perfectly understand. Is that what you're 
Page, if you, I mean, just based off of what you've seen so far with the Brian Daniels, Daniels dude that carried it a little bit, I'm not surprised Lance Archer was the next guy, but then again, I am surprised Lance Archer was next in line. Which makes me wonder something here. Because mm-hmm. um, I've heard the rumors, and I, I can't find anything concrete on what the injury is. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've heard the next challenger wasn't supposed to be Archer. Archer is a fill-in mm-hmm. because Eddie Kingston got hurt. Oh. Eddie Kingston was supposed to be the next guy to make a run at the title. That makes sense. That would make sense. Which I don't know how you get there because the last feud Eddie Kingston was in was against Punk and that produced a hell of a match. Yeah. But it also produced a loss for Eddie Kingston. Yes. So it's a weird little it's a weird little thing there. And they've kind of moved Eddie. They they moved they moved Eddie Kingston away from Moxley and they started putting him with Santana. Yeah. Which is odd to me because does that make that the next progression in the inner circle? Or does Santana and Ortiz leave the inner circle? That's it's more so the latter with me, the way I've noticed it. It would seem as it seemed like he was progressing towards Santana and Ortiz breaking away from the inner circle and aligning themselves with Eddie Kingston. Which I'm not opposed to. No. Because Santana and Ortiz I, have been kind of stagnant and, and from what I've seen. Exactly. And in the exactly. tag team, in the tag team division, the one the like of AEW. I could, I need to see them contending for championships. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you had the, you have the most stacked tag team division anywhere in there the, in the world. In the world, that division is stacked. That's a stacked division there, and you've Very got guys, and the the other guys that have been stagnant for a long time over there have been the revival. Yeah, which is FTR. weird. FTR, FTR has been kind of stagnant, and they shouldn't be right now. Right. Right now, because of the fact that they hold a title one place and Lucha Brothers hold one the other, this should have been perfect. Now, the injury or not injury, I guess he's cleared from what I saw. Like, there's nothing broken. Oh, Phoenix? Yeah. That that was nasty. Um, From what I read and heard, um, it wasn't as bad an injury as they thought it was initially. Okay. So, yeah, so it's not... I think it was. Well, I'm not exactly sure what the injury was. But we don't even have a time frame here on when he may return. Yeah. Which is so, interesting. So you, what do you do now? Do you just let those titles stay stagnant, or do you run a quick little? You run a four team tournament for an interim tag team champion, like you did right. the the quick little on the fly booking when Cody couldn't make it because he got COVID. Yeah. And you you dropped an interim TNT champion there. I think you should do it. That's something that we don't see very often in wrestling. Now, mind, now mind you, remember that Jurassic Express are, now the, are the current reigning and defending AEW World Tag Team Champions. They are. So they, they, they did get the titles off of them. I, I'm sure that was the plan from the beginning anyway with that. Um, but, so if that made sense, then okay. Phoenix but, that, but, no, but that's what, and that's where I'm going with that is yeah. now it makes no sense. Why did you put it on those two like that? Was I, Which makes me think that might have been an on-the-fly call when the injury happened. That would make sense. 
Is it they, you know, because they saw him get hurt, they were like, all right, let's switch this. Let's go. Let's go to the, the opposite finish quickly and get out of here. Yeah. Which, so that way we that can makes perfect sense. However, call. however, now, which is like, like I said, you don't, now you don't have to run that little quick four team tournament because yep. the titles aren't on them anymore. Yep. You pretty much got which, your out. Which again makes me again makes me think that that's why they did it that way, right? Which that's great booking, that's fantastic uh, booking. However, yeah, again, it makes no sense to me because Jurassic Express wasn't even like they weren't even in the conversation until that night, and then all of a sudden they won the everything titles, up. which everything up which does make for great TV sometimes when you do those. Yeah, they pulled it off spectacularly. Yeah, just like it's just like the night that they let they had Sammy go over on on Miro to win the. That was beautiful too. Right, that was a nice little that was a nice little switch there. Yeah, it was a good call. You're like, yeah, that's not gonna. Oh shit, that just happened. We got to flip it up, switch it up, get the earpiece, get get the guy's earpiece, and tell him, let's flip it. Let's do this. Come on, go 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 go. Finish. Go to the finish, but flip it. Because we here at the YLP podcast do wish Ray Phoenix a health recovery. Absolutely. That was a hell of a fall, dude. And man, you can like as I always say here on the podcast, you couldn't pay me enough to take those Good. Everybody knows that. You couldn't pay me enough to take bonsai trap. You couldn't pay me enough to do a damn table spot. And I'm damn sure not doing a Canadian destroyer with Dustin Rhodes through a fucking table. I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. But but before we end today's episode... A 50-some-year-old Dustin Rhodes, by the way. Fire, fire. I mean, we got Sting jumping off freaking stage at 90, and we got Dustin doing Canadian at 57. Like, what the hell is this world? Come how old How old is Dustin, by the way, really? I, I think he's close to 60, isn't he? He's I mean, 60. he's got to be getting old. up there. He's uh, old. Yeah. I mean, and then Sting is... God. Well, I mean... Let's 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 do some research here. Dustin Dustin's fifty two. Okay, and Sting would be. I believe he's in his sixties. I have it sixty two years old. Woo! He oh. Wow! I didn't realize he's only got five years on Dustin. Wow. That doesn't seem. It seems like there should be a much bigger discrepancy between those two in age. Crazy, isn't it? It is. Um, but, um, but the one thing I wanted to end on, I want, I want to end on. Here we go. I want to end on a good note. I do. I do. I do. I never want to. I don't want to usually end shows on like a bitter, evil, mean me just wilding the hell out for God knows how long. Note. I want to end on a solid note. Okay. Okay. So, of course, if y'all didn't know, and you, and you were living under a rock for God knows how long. John Moxley returned to AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, and I am I did not get be this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> he said That's it. why you can't give that man a live microphone. I love <laughs> it, but that is a that that is a fine waiting to happen with that man. Oh my god! I mean, mind you. Now, for those of you who don't do, do know, do you think the guys over at, at the Turner Networks are having flashbacks when they used to give Scott Steiner a live microphone? Oh, don't don't, don't even start that. Don't start. <laughs> don't start that. We're not even going to get into that. That's oh man, 
But for those of you who did not know, John Moxley uh, had announced that he had to go. He was going to the alcohol program back on uh, November 2nd. Tony Khan announced that. Uh, um, he did that, and that was self-induced. He did it himself. He did it to himself. Let's not let's not get anything twisted. He was, I mean, and, and good on Moxley for realizing that and knowing I need help. Right. He, you know, they just had a kid, and yep. he realized I have a problem, I have an issue, and I need to fix this. Yes. And good so, for him. Yeah. So we, so he goes in the inpatient alcohol treatment program. We knew he was in the uh, AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Was supposed to face Orange Cassidy. That got flipped. And we all know what happened with that, with Miro and all that good stuff. Not a bad match, but the right guy won the tournament um, with the circumstances and everything. So we. How do you see that tournament playing out, by the way, if Moxley doesn't go down? Moxley Danielson, 100%. That's what it was leading to, without question. Well, but who wins that tournament then? See, that, that's, where, that's where I kind of like threw myself through a loop. It's just like, either one could win, wouldn't be mad at the outcome. That's where. Right. It, and, and it's just like either man could lose and lose strong in defeat, and I wouldn't be mad at either. No, I wouldn't have been mad at either. That's the, and that's the and that's the best. That was honestly the best scenario you could have gone into for the final because because that crowd, I knew they would have went eight shit for Moxley Danielson. I mean, yes. However, that crowd went eight shit for Moxley Miro. <laughs> and, that was, that, was, that was something to watch, wild. too. That, that was wild, dude. That was wild. But, I mean, but the thing is, like, because I listened to it before we actually got going uh, with today's with, uh, today's podcast, and I saw the, the passion that he had with, you know, him coming back and, you know, all the, you know, saying everybody has scars, everybody's going through some shit. The you only know, thing so- I'm drinking now is people's blood. <laughs> So, so now AEW's got their vampire gimmick, just like they tried to do with Shayna Baszler over on WWE television. Uh, oh! Uh, you kidding. knew! You should have known, son. You should have uh, known. I was going to be able to turn that around and make it something dirty. God damn it. Oh, God. That was that was horrific. That was absolutely horrific. And, and not in a good way. That was absolutely dreadful. I, I if I felt I felt like Simon Cow when he was watching some bullshit on uh, American Idol, just like what was that? That was absolutely dreadful. That was terrible, Ugh. terrible. And God. I just and I for a minute I almost felt like it could have been a little bit of a shot, right? But at the same time, I was like, meh. I was like, I don't think I don't think that's where he was going with that. But the first thing that popped into my head when I saw that was, oh, we got another vampire gimmick on our hands. Oh, man. I mean, what, overall, what did you think of the promo, though? Just as a whole. Fantastic promo. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. Very few times does Moxley miss with a promo, though. That is true. It's hard, it's hard for me to see Moxley, ever since he left the E, not have a bad promo. Right. Him, the him engaged feud that was brilliant. That was fantastic. I was just, yeah, it was it was it was fantastic, violent, brilliant. That I like to call it over here. It was um, fantastic. He, it was it was good. And I, I don't think he's really missed on a promo since he's been in AEW. No, he hasn't. It's hard for him to miss. And then seeing him come back 
this past Wednesday, seeing that promo and listening to it and just really thinking, and, and I had the question that I asked you, like, did that give you vibes of the Dusty Rhodes Hard Times promo, kind of? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Because it was, because like, what he was saying, you know, everybody has scars. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. Everybody's got something that they're trying to keep inside and not allow themselves to let out. He Absolutely. put that, he, he says, I dealt with this shit and I'm putting this on front street. I do not care. Fuck you. Right. This is who I am. This is what I've done. This is where I came from. Deal with it. And, and it doesn't hurt that he heckled a fan within the first 15 seconds of his promo either. Right. I don't know what, I haven't been able to find the transcript on that of what the fans said that pissed him off. Yeah, I was trying to, when I was listening to it, I tried to catch it, but I couldn't hear exactly what yeah, you said. Yeah, you couldn't catch it because of everything else that was being said at the same time. Yeah. But there was, there was a little bit of a, I mean, that crowd went almost silent waiting for him to speak. Yeah. So you could Ex- hear it. Yeah. But you couldn't hear You couldn't hear it clearly. And I have no idea what was said, but it pissed him off badly. And you can see it. And that was a great promo. Like, there's times that you see guys say things. Yeah. And, you know, at, at a heckler in the crowd. Mm. You know, and it's a simple, it's a simple shut up and they move on. Yeah. You know, but, and he, it, but you I saw when he said it, he, the whole demeanor changed. Like, he looked like he legitimately wanted to kill this person. Yeah, like, oh, man. That was, I think that was the brilliance of Moxley, too. To not only stay in character, but literally just shit all over the heckler. That was fantastic. And move on. Just, just his, Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, get that guy out of here. Crowd goes bonkers, and he goes right into his promo, kills it, and just, I mean, what what in your mind, could be next for Moxley? Who, like, who could you see? With, with who we have now in AEW, who could you see Moxley messing around with going into uh, Re- Revolution season and Double or Nothing season? What, what, are we, what could Nick see in his crystal ball? Oh. There's always Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could always re... We can always revisit what could have been with Danielson. That's true. They have a they have a little they have a little history. Not you know not not too much, but just enough to just enough. And Danielson can cut a promo on Moxley and shit on him for that. For going to rehab, guarantee absolutely he can. Guarantee would work easily. Um, we have. Too many people to even. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right? Of where do you? Where, you know, I mean, Punk's not the move. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Nine, twenty twenty-two. Who? Moxley Punk. No, not gonna happen. I, I don't see it. Never gonna happen again. Moxley MJF possibly we could bring that run that back. Could. Um. Ooh. Because when you look at Moxley, you're not looking at like mid card shit. You're looking at like upper mid card main event shit. Right. It's gotta, you got to stay at the top. You can't. No. No, no, no. Can no, we no, just no. You can't have, have, can't have him. Can we just have him beat the shit out of Rhodes? That is something I could see. I could see that. I could see him and Cody. I would like to see it. I'd um, if, if Kingston were still available. I could, see a, 
I could see a tag team feud against the House of Black. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That would be fun to watch. Moxley Kingston versus House of Black. Just give, right. just let them, just give them carte blanche to do whatever. Yep, exactly. Just let them beat the shit out of each other. Street fight, no disqualification, no board. I don't care how you do it, do it. Yep. I would love to see that. That would be brilliant. I would see possibilities there in this year, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, you keep looking and there's there's so many things to choose from there. It's just it's just I mean, I'm I'm personally just really happy that Moxie's back. He's got his shit together. You know, especially now with, with a baby. With a right. daughter, I'm I, I believe, right? I believe you know, it is. Yeah. You know, you know, you got a family to take care of, you got a wife to take care of, you got, you know, your daughter, you got your life to take care of. This is now could be, you know, to take, to take a little thing of away from Bob Marley, a little bit of a redemption song, if you will. Yeah, absolutely, it could be. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just very happy to see Moxie back in the fold. I'm, I'm curious to see what, what AEW is going to do. I'm, I mean, Moxie's a, you know, a blue chip guy in the company. Don't fuck this up. <sighs> yeah. Don't fuck it up. See, and that's the problem. Is that, that could it could be a problem. Go- it could go south very quickly. It could. It really could. Because you have so much to work with and you wanna you wanna try and get everybody in there. So you have these little like one offs, one off, one off, one off, one off. Yeah. I, I hope they don't do that. And because they have nothing for him right now, but mm-hmm. I think they're gonna bring him in they're gonna bring him in slowly on this one. I hope so. They should. I mean, don't bring him into a feud that's just too high profile that he's not ready for. But, you know, have him go into something that I know he can definitely work with. Don't, don't bring him all the way to the bottom and have him face like, you know, like the, like the Peter Avalons and shit. He ain't, he, that's not worth his time. You know, no. go stand him at the mid-card, let him get something going, and then start progressively building him back up. Yes, sir. That's the way that's, you do it. That's the plan. And, and why they're still not paying us, we don't know. We still haven't figured that one out, but we're, we're, we're trying. We're on the quest to get the check. You know where you can find us. You know how to get a hold of us. Speaking of where we can find us, I think we're going to – I think I can table all that with today. With today. There it is. What, I mean, what an episode. What an episode as always. I mean, this is, this is always fun when we get to do like this, when we get to sit down, just have a nice little, nice little chat. And whatnot, but but Nick, sir, where, where can my people find you? Where can the people find the man, the bearded god, Nick Bueller? You can find me at Name on the Marquee on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Zach, where are you at? I'm 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 in many places. I am in on Twitter at YL Perspective for my bullshit takes on the world of professional wrestling because apparently everybody hates me. I'm over on Instagram at. Well, now I gotta ask the question. Oh boy, who hates you? I have no idea. It's a proverbial running joke I have of myself. Oh, I was gonna say you said everybody hates you, and I was like, wait, it's part of the gimmick. I'm like, who's got a problem? It's it's, it's just part of the gimmick that I run with. If they got a problem, self-deprecation. I can solve that problem. Okay. <laughs> I got a private investigator now. Over they shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Most of my most of the people that rock with me are cool, so it's, it's all good. It's all good. But of course, you can also find me on Facebook. Oh, just do, uh, search for the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. You can find me over there. Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Breaker, Pocket Cast. I'm, I mean, seriously, it's, it's yeah, dude. We 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 just our dis- the distribution machine is gnarly. 
That's everywhere. Seriously. I mean, if you can even hit me up with an email, any questions, concerns, comments, anything from today's episode, whether you love myself and Nick talking smack about anything and everything forever, uh, hit me up with an email, youngwinesperspective at gmail.com. Voice Slide message. in that inbox. Slide in my DMs. How about that? Ooh. Okay, well, actually, no, I, I mean, this wild peanut might not approve of that too much. But, uh, you know. If you got questions, you can you can questions slide them in. Pertaining to professional wrestling, none of you yes. have to stuff. We, it, we don't do that here. We don't. We don't. I that, mean. That depends on who. I, mean, I am just a man. I am merely just a man. <laughs> I, I, but I'm good. But other than that, Nick, my brother, Seriously, man, thank you so much for coming on this week. As, as per usual, man, you, you, you nailed it, knocked it out the park, and, and did exactly what I expected you to do, man. Any last words for the folks out there? I'll see you next week. Ooh, he said it. He said it. I'm back for a third week in a row. Third week in a row. I think you, I might as well just give you like a juice box and, and, and uh, something. And what's, uh, and, and, and what's happening next Sunday? Um, a couple, actually, no, it's not on a Sunday this time around. You know, that's on a Saturday. What? Yeah. Where have you been? Why on a Saturday now? Um, for two reasons. One, so we can talk about it all day Sunday on Twitter. And two, the best birthday present a man could ever have. It is Mr. birthday bash next week on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I am, of course, inviting you to my birthday bash episode. Ooh. He, he hates it on the inside, but he knows damn well it's going to be fun. So, yeah, I know. Gonna be, yeah, no, gonna... and I when did why when and why did they switch those? I, I mean, I thought I didn't know. I re, I mean, I realized the last time <laughs> it was a Saturday, but I didn't realize that was a permanent thing. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a permanent thing. I don't care. It's my birthday. Doesn't matter. Nothing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I uh, get the real. On my birthday. So the podcast Go. drops in the morning, and then that night we get to shit on all kinds of stuff. It is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. We're going to, I think. Twitter will be fun that night. Be ready for some doing predictions. Um, we're going to be picking, we're going to be doing the whole Royal Rumble card, talking about news that'll be getting set up for the card. And then we're, we're going to make some bold, possible bold predictions for this year's card of what we could possibly see happen in the Royal Rumble. I think you'd be down for that. I don't have I, – I got a prediction. I don't know if it's a bold prediction. It's going to suck. <laughs> it could. It could. You don't know. But we'll talk about all that next week on the Yes, podcast. sir. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you. I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Have a great weekend. You as well. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 318 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, opinions about today's episode, what you thought about it, 
don't hesitate to hit me up with an email at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. You can also go on my Twitter at YLPerspective. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays, NXT on Tuesdays, depending on how I'm feeling that week, and uh, pretty much every premium live event uh, that WWE decides to put on. I'm uh, getting back into the swing of things of that, so I will be getting back into that slowly. Keep an eye and keep a lookout for yours truly doing that. Will I be doing it for the Royal Rumble? It remains to be seen. And of course, make sure you check out all the other members of the podcast squadron. And then I'm talking about the war team. You can catch the Kings of the Rings show. The Kings of the Rings podcast, not only on Twitch, you can also find them on YouTube Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out the very best of the KOTR podcast. You can also catch Fritzlemania Fridays every Friday on WrestleMania Radio. And of course, I got to mention all the other members of the War Distribution Machine, whether that be Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox FM, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the entire Wrestle Addict Radio family across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. As y'all know, next week, next week is the Royal Rumble. And of course, as Nick alluded to um, in the previous segment, he will be on with me to round out the month of January because not only is it just episode 319 of the YLP podcast it is Mr. YLP's 34th birthday bash yes and it will be my birthday next Saturday I will be doing the most I will be all types of extra because I can and it's my birthday and I am the crown king of the YLP Roman that's how we get down but yes we will be doing Royal Rumble predictions. We're talking about all the news leading up to this year's Royal Rumble event. We'll be doing some bold predictions. We will be talking smack about everything that is the Royal Rumble. It is going to be a good time. It is the one time a year where I get the coolest president in the world. Regardless if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday, it is the Royal Rumble. It is my favorite pay-per-view of the year because because it always comes around my birthday. And... To be honest, it's the best present any professional wrestling fan could honestly ask for. But it's going to be a good time. I would love to have you here. You are cordially invited, of course, to this birthday bash. And, man, it is going to be a good time. As you've already, like I said, Nick will be here. I will be here. I want you there next Saturday. Other than that, guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. Unfortunately, um, yours truly can't make predictions to save his life, as I did choose the Patriots and the Raiders to win in last week's wild card. And um, I didn't do so hot doing 0-2. So there will be no predictions from me this week. I wish all teams well. Um, should be a good weekend for football. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Enjoy it. Do whatever it is you do. If you are going to go out, of course, y'all know how I get down. Make sure you take that Uber or Lyft home because the last thing you need is a five-digit bill when you have to go through the courts because you decided thought it was a great idea to go drive home when you're a little bit tipsy. Never good. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your week. And I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for a very special episode 319 of the YLP Podcast. See you! This has been 
a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.